Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fortress Comic News, episode 275.5. I am the only host this week, Chris. Um, special extra episode. We haven't done one of these in a while, but I had the opportunity to talk to Mr. Joel Rodriguez about his Kickstarter project, Dust County Chronicles Nightfall, issue number two, which is currently on Kickstarter and is fully funded, but could use your help reaching those amazing stretch goals and getting the book more notice. So um, everybody, make sure you go check out the campaign. As I say at the end, the link is in the show notes down below. And if you want to keep following me further, I'm at Fortress Chris on Twitter. And uh, you can also support the show by going to Patreon at patreon.com slash Fortress Comics, giving us a five-star review on the podcast of your choice. And like, subscribe, share, comment down below on the YouTube version. So everybody, please enjoy my conversation with Joel Rodriguez, and I'll see you all here on the other side. All right, everybody, I got another very special guest for you. I want everybody to welcome to the show, Mr. Joel Rodriguez. Welcome, Joel. Hey, happy to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we always appreciate people taking time to come chat, chat with us. So, uh, Joel, first-time guest, let's start where it all began. What got you into comics? What led you to the path to not creating them? Uh, well, I have been a fan of comics like most of us since I was a kid. It all started for me, my real love for the industry, when I picked up a book that I probably shouldn't have been reading at that age, which was Spawn number 1. Yeah. Uh, and I fell in love with the art. McFarlane, of course, is a genius. Uh, the lettering of Tom Morzachowski, just everything about the book, it drew me in. Uh, I've been an avid Spawn collector ever since, um, and that fueled the passion. Years later, I went to college, got a degree, did everything I was supposed to do, and just wasn't happy with what I was doing. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do something that I've been thinking about for a while that will hopefully make me happy, and let's see. So I started writing comics. I wrote uh, a four-page short story that would eventually become the introduction into the Dust County Chronicles, uh, which is the campaign that I currently have on Kickstarter. And I started writing that. I pitched the first short story to a bunch of different anthologies that were looking for stuff. No one wanted it. So at that point, I was pretty much thinking, okay, well, I'm either going to have to shelve it and move on with something else, or I'll do it myself. So I wrote three more stories. The, those first four short stories became the Dust County Chronicles number one. I taught myself how to letter... Um, by doing precisely what I tell people not to do this time or uh, nowadays, which is I wanted to save money on the comic. So I taught myself how to letter uh, quite a few hundred dollars later in courses and fonts. And I can say I saved no money. Uh, but luckily, I found that I love doing it and I have since built a career out of it. So uh, you do lettering for a lot of other creators, correct? Yes. Uh, I write almost exclusively for the Dust County Chronicles and a couple of anthologies here and there, but the vast majority of my work in comics is through lettering. 
That's really cool. We don't get to talk to a whole lot of letterers. Um, you said you taught yourself. I mean, what's what's some of the stuff you learned along the way that uh, helped you grow it? Well, there were a couple of courses that I took. I, uh, I say taught myself, but it was really more of a self-guided education. Um, so I took a couple courses from a bunch of different letterers, and then it was just try to recreate uh, what I was seeing in the books that I liked. And I learned a lot of ways how not to do it. <laughs> um, made a lot of mistakes early on. And luckily, just as time progressed, uh, I never thought that I was going to be lettering for other people. Like I said, I learned to do it just so that I could do it for myself. But just through showing my work and um, showing the Dust County Chronicles, I met people who wanted me to work on their stuff. And one thing led to another. Um, so a lot of what I learned was indirect, such as marketing and um, networking, mainly. Lettering is one of those thankless jobs that I don't think most people notice a good letterer, but you sure as hell notice a bad letterer. <laughs> um, yeah, yep. I uh, One of my favorite quotes when I first started looking into it is, lettering is the invisible art. Because the only time that you notice it is when it's really good or it's really bad. Nine times out of ten, if you notice it, it's because the letterer did something wrong. What's the, the back and forth between you and a, another writer when it comes to lettering? Um, do you notice a lot of people just giving you space to do what you think is right? Or is there a back and forth a lot of times with your writers? Be like, nah, I want this to look more creepy or whatever, you know? Um, it's kind of a collaborative process, uh, similar to artwork. Um, it can be more personal to the writer. Uh, because while the artist is essentially coming up with the art to um, represent the scene, I'm the one who actually translates their words and their intent into words on a page. Um, so as protective as a writer can be with the artwork, it can be even more so when it affects the pacing or the stylistic look of what their characters are saying. Um, so it really depends on the rapport that I have with that creator. Uh, usually I tend to go more towards what the creator um, feels impulsive, or not feels impulsively, uh, their initial reactions. I tend to go with that more so with a new creator, um, someone that I haven't worked with before, just as a way to build trust and um, essentially show that I know what I'm doing before I try and tell them this is how it needs to be done. Um, because one thing that happens a lot in this industry is you don't really know anyone, but people love giving unsolicited advice. Uh, I, I don't like being one of those people, so I want to at least build a rapport before I start um, offering advice. And I find that as I work with clients, more and more it becomes a uh, give and a take with uh, different ideas and especially in the design aesthetics and what is possible, what's legible, uh, what doesn't really work in comics, uh, things of that nature. And my last lettering question. Uh, <laughs> oh, keep them coming. I love talking shop. <laughs> For... 
for you, um, is it simply just doing the letters or is there more to lettering than just being the guy that puts the, the words on the page? Like, do you do any of the design work or um, writing it for print or anything like that on top of it? A little bit of both. Um, depending on the client, I'm a strict letterer. I do sound effects, put the words on the page, um, and then deliver print-ready files. Uh, for other clients, I will do all of that, plus design the credits pages, do the design work for the book, design logos, do print production. Uh, I spent a period of time as the head of design for Scout Comics, so I was able to take all of that experience and move that over into my freelance work, uh, which I can now offer to my own clients, which I, I say that experience, but I was doing it before getting into Scout Comics. Then I built on what I had already learned while there and just took everything cumulatively over into my freelance work. Actually, I guess I have more lettering questions. Does that time at, uh, <laughs> at Scout Comics, does that... Uh what's different from the indie space to more of a professional space, quote unquote, with Scout Comics? Do they do a lot of the same that you're seeing around the indie space or is it worlds apart? Well, my work with Scout Comics was virtually all in the indie space. Um, there, there was more of a rigid structure as it came to the production part. So I would get pages in, I would have to put the books together, get it ready for print. That was more assembly line. Uh, but I've lettered numerous books for Scout Comics over the years, and uh, the way that they're structured is it's all creator-owned. So if I'm lettering a book that ends up being published by Scout Comics, I'm still working with the creator just like it was any other client. It's just when it gets to that final production spot that it becomes more um, of dealing with or working within the Scout Comics guidelines. Okay. So you are here with a, a project currently out. So let's talk about the Dust County Chronicles. Um, starting from issue one, like what is the series? Uh, what is it about? Well, it's actually uh, kind of two sections within the same series. The first two issues started as a horror parody anthology series. Uh, in the two issues, there are four, or, uh, four short stories in each issue that take a tale that you know and love and throws a horror twist on it. Uh, for example, what if Toy Story was a slasher? Uh, what if Peter Pan required a sacrifice to enter Neverland? Um, so there are eight stories there, all self-contained, four or five pages, give or, or four to seven, I think, give or take. And then... Um, the one thing tying all of these self-contained short stories together is that they all take place in the same geographic location, Dusk County. So in one of the stories, there's a girl traveling through Dusk County, just passing through, but her car breaks down in the middle of the woods. She goes to ask for help, and unfortunate circumstances may happen. Um, the Dusk County Chronicles Nightfall is a three-issue miniseries, the second issue of which is currently on Kickstarter, and that follows the sister of the missing girl as she ventures into Dusk County to try and find her, um, her lost sister. And the spinoff series of Nightfall actually 
takes characters from all eight of the short stories and brings them together for one overarching tale. So in the short story, we're going to be visiting locations, visiting people, and um, being seeing everything from those original two issues brought together. So the, the different series kind of jump back and forth and, and introduce characters and locations and then kind of twist on each other. Is that how it works? Uh, pretty much the way that it works is there are the first two issues, which are the short stories. And then uh, I like to think of it as kind of the Avengers of horror, where you have all of the individual movies and then everyone comes together for the big Avengers movie. Whereas I have the eight individual short stories, and then everything comes together for Nightfall. And with uh, the the issue currently on Kickstarter, the series you're doing of short stories, you're you're pitching it as an anthology. Are these all written by you with different artists, or have you brought in other talent to um, write some of the stories with you? Up until now, everything has been written by me and drawn by the same artist, Roman Gubski. Uh, when we were doing the original anthology series, we wanted to make it look like it was done by different artists. So every single short story was drawn in a different art style. He's got a very wide range. Um, so we had different art styles throughout the first two issues. And then it was really with what's technically the third issue, but Nightfall number one, the start of the miniseries, that he really ironed out the look of Dust County, which is what we're using today. Um, and I say up until now, everything has been written by me, but the reason I say that is our current stretch goal that we're trying to hit, because we have funded on the campaign, uh, I think we're currently sitting at $4,600, somewhere around there. At $5,500, we are unlocking a prose short story set in Dust County, written by David Byrne, who's the creator of Stake and Cancelled. David Byrne's good people. That's a, a good name to have on your side. <laughs> Yep, he, he's a very, very close friend of mine. I've, I'm actually the letterer for both Stake and Cancelled. We've worked together for years. So, yep, I, I'm excited to get him working on Dust County, too. Aside from just editing, because he also works as an editor on uh, Dust County. So, this, this current issue is, is funded. Right now, what we're looking for is Gravy, which everybody, go check it out. Even if it's funded, keep supporting it. Um, how Please long do, do you see this I series put going David on? To work. Yes, we gotta get David some work. <laughs> Steak isn't doing much for him. Right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, not at all. I I don't even want to compare myself to Steak. That's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> how long do you see this series going on? Do you have a plan? Like short, five, six issues? Could you see this going on for tens, twenties, hundreds of issues? Uh, what's your plan for it? Um, the current plan is uh, five issues in total. So fund this one, then one more, uh, and then release a trade paperback for the series in total, and then see where it goes from there. Uh, I have plenty of ideas to extend the series. It just comes down to bandwidth uh, with my lettering and 
all of the work there. Um, you and I actually connected through Travis Gibb, who has been helping me out as project manager on this campaign. Uh, I've actually been sitting on the final art pages for this issue for about a year. And I've been wanting to come to Kickstarter, but I kept it kept getting pushed back because things came up with other projects that I had to work on. And um, I didn't want my lettering to take away from me communicating with the backers, which I always used to be very vocal on um, on Kickstarter and on Facebook. And I was a big or I tried to be a part of the comics community, but since everything picked up with work and I have a one and a half year old child that I'm a stay at home dad for, uh, my time has been taken up quite a bit. So I didn't want to let the backers down and it just kept pushing the campaign back, pushing it back. And then Travis came and um, offered to help out as project manager. So Travis actually made, not only this interview or uh, this talk possible, but the campaign itself. Um, so that was a very long-winded way of saying five issues, then the trade, and then hopefully more, but we'll see. We will see. So I've, I've never heard of somebody having a project manager. What does What does Travis do for you other than just hook you up with guys like me? <laughs> That's a big part of it. Um, he does a lot of marketing, reaching out to backers, um, posting updates, essentially the scheduled regular things that normally the creator would do. He makes sure that I don't forget anything. Um, he makes sure that I'm on track, that if I'm buried in the weeds of work, he says, hey, don't forget, you have an interview. Oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Um, and... Yeah, he pretty much just makes sure that I stay on track and uh, nothing gets um, left untouched that should be. Now, it's it's not a Kickstarter without tiers, so let's talk about some of the tiers you got. I know you got the the ones that we all expect, the catch-up tiers, the digital tiers, the uh, variant covers, all that, but those aside, those are all great. People go check those out. My favorite are the ones all the way at the bottom. So I saw you have a few uh, big money tiers um, doing some original art um, from the book so people can check that out. Uh, how many pages are available if people are interested in original art? Original art, we have just one. Um, that is going to be the cover done by Joseph Schmulke. Uh, it was original. It was taken, but unfortunately that backer had to back out. So it's back open. Um so anyone that thought they had missed out can go back and check it out. But it's the um, it's technically our C cover, but it was done by Joseph Schmokey, who does um, Phantom Star Killer, Cherry Blackbird, uh, and his current book is Seven Years in Darkness, uh, also the Electric Black. Um, and he did a cover. We have the original art for it, and it is fantastic. Uh, if you back for the original art, you also get the metal version of that cover, as well as the base version of the cover as well. Phantom Star Killer, uh, favorite of the show. Love that book. I lettered that book. Oh, that's awesome. 
I love meeting people I didn't know were involved with things I love. That's great. Uh. Yes. <laughs> I, I love people who love stuff that I work on or love the stuff that I work on. It makes me happy. And then right above the original art is my other favorite thing that creators do. Um, the get yourself drawn into this book, especially in a horror book when it's get yourself drawn to this book so you can be killed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Are you yeah, just offering I've, one of those? I, I've had that one, at least one in every book. Uh, with the, ne the next issue has already been scripted, but it has not been drawn yet. So as of now, there's only one option, but there may or may not be others unlocked or revealed as time goes on. Um, but yeah, as of right now, whoever does back for that tier said to say they are going to die. <laughs> have you had success with that tier in the past we've had several people back for that um one two people have been marionettes uh one person is actually one of the monsters uh a recurring monster um and let's see one i I killed one of my best friends in what I can probably say is the most traumatic story I've ever written. So he told me that he wanted to be in the book, and then I wrote the story, and I sent it to him, and I said, is this okay? Because when I wrote it, I was like, oh, man, this is not what I was expecting. But I, I was happy with it turned out, and thankfully, so was he. <laughs> Those are... Those are just fun tiers, of, you know, getting fans involved with the book, especially at that level. Like, I think when when someone gets drawn into a book, they've got to be a fan for life after that. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. I, I really do. <laughs> so, Joe, uh, once again, the book is uh, Dust County Chronicles. Um, throw the pitch one more time and everybody out there. Kickstarter is running right now. Um Hand it over to you. All right. Thank you. The Dust County Chronicles Nightfall is a spinoff series from the original anthology horror series. And it takes characters from the original short stories and brings them all together for one horrific tale of nightmares and adventure. Uh, basically, a young woman travels to Dust County trying to find her missing relative. And while there, she uncovers a plot to or she uncovers that not only is her sister missing, but she is the first or the most recent in a long string of disappearances that the police are supposedly covering up. So while investigating her and one other person or a couple other people rather uh, stumble upon a cabin that, um, puts them in the clutches of the monsters that secretly called Dust County home. Book sounds awesome, man. Um, and before we Thank take you. off, where can people find you online if they want to follow you or the project? Uh, if they want to follow me or the project, they can go to facebook.com slash Metal Ninja Studios or my website, MetalNinjaStudios.com. And everybody, I will have the link to MetalNinjaStudios.com down below as well as the direct link to the Kickstarter so you can check out this campaign. Um, book looks great. 
And we didn't even talk about all the awesome add-ons that Joel has, all the awesome freebies he has for all the different tiers, including books like Cthulhu Invades Wonder, or no, Cthulhu Invades Oz, the Collective, so on and so forth. The campaign's jam-packed with awesome goodies. Everyone go check it out. And Joel, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we'll have to do this again sometime, man. Yeah, thanks again for having me, Chris. It was a pleasure.